0: To another episode of That's a Rap podcast, I'm your co-host Jay Rosales. We are recording this on Friday, April the 30th. It is the final day of April, the final, I guess you could say, last straw on the Raptors' play-in chances. I'm not sure how how everyone feels about that, Mm -hmm. but you know, as May approaches, the the weather is getting nicer. The boys are starting to look better, to be honest, with regards to how the rosters looked and how they're playing and some of the improvements along the way. So, you know, let's keep things uplifting here. We've got a lot to be thankful for, and I think we'll you'll see that throughout this episode. Uh, and I'm thankful for you too.
1: Jay, Dre, how are you guys doing, man?
2: Very thankful for you too as well.
1: Yeah absolutely <laughs> well, thanks guys uh yeah we, we try to keep it as positive as possible so we'll get into all of that for sure but uh, my name's Jason and, and thank you guys thank you everybody who is listening into this podcast called that's a rep podcast a podcast for fans by fans uh you can follow us on Twitter at that's a rep podcast I just wanted to uh, stop and thank all of you everybody who has listened to us who has followed us on Twitter who's kind of just Uh, seen us grow slowly but and surely we finally reached that thousand follower mark which is to us to me to all three of us we're extremely thankful for you guys and that's you know obviously we're trying to get up to those that blue check mark those those thousands of followers of course but the amount of followers that we do have we almost like know you guys personally which which we love we've we've connected with you guys on on twitter we've connected with you guys on on emails and messages and knowing that whoever is listening to this like you you're you're taking the time to to listen to us three fans we're just literally just fans wanting to talk about the best team that we think the the our favorite team and we started this what now almost three years ago right jay and dre and we kind of just kept going because we love doing it and the fact that we've gotten to this point where we don't see like we're i don't think we're gonna stop anytime soon this team is getting better. We've won a championship. It's like we, we've kind of grown with the fan base, and I just wanted to stop and and thank you two, Jay and Dre, and of course the listeners and the followers of That's a Rap Pod. We do have uh, a lot of things uh, we want to do uh, for the next coming seasons and in beyond. But I just wanted to say thank you, guys. We've reached that thousand mark. Let's let's try to get to another digit. <laughs>
2: at least a thousand and one that would be cool yeah. too because then it's the palindrome but then we can like yeah. move on to like
1: you know yeah, bigger exactly.
2: better numbers yeah i'm spending time guys a thousand <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey uh yeah I'm... Jared,
1: do you have that on like cue on your phone maybe maybe
0: i <laughs> have a maybe i have the dj air horn app that i just simply press
2: <laughs>
0: you know, uh, a amazing. bit of a side note here, and and Dre, maybe you'll understand because we live in in generally the same area. But there are coyotes in where we live. In, oh in God! Dere, God. And like a scary whenever sense. we go on our our nightly walks as a family, I have this ready. I have it on full blast. <laughs> Apparently, they get scared oh, of noise. So if I swear, if I see a coyote, I have it on like <laughs> the highest volume. I'm ready to, to, to pump it. And or if I just to want to break out into a dance, but yeah,
2: yeah that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that I'm incredible. I'm thankful for all the listeners. So in case you didn't notice, um, uh, 1,000 people have unlocked the air Horde. So when we get to 5,000, that's when we unlock the police sirens. So when we get to 10,000, <laughs> that's when we get. Uh, happy birthday so if you have a birthday shout out you can't get it until 10,000 followers so please keep those numbers (laughs) increasing and uh yeah when we get to 1 million we've got um talking about practice so if you want to get that that Iverson shout out before he hits (laughs) like 60 years old please let's get to a million
0: (laughs) yeah I echo what both of you guys said there I think there's it, it really is amazing to see the journey that we've been on and it you know we've we've Rehashed the story several times but i know we have a couple of few li- new listeners on the pod today so really it was just uh, it started because of the kawaii trade right i mean Kau- mm-hmm. i remember i still vividly remember i was i was out with my family and jason texted me and said hey i know we've been talking about this for several months but you know i got my buddy dre let's you want to try podcasting tonight i was like okay fine and there i was in my living room with my cheap apple headphones on my phone recording this and now look where we are right and it's it's been quite a journey i'm i'm very i feel very blessed that we've gotten to this point but i'm also very excited for what the future holds and yeah just keep listening folks and we'll keep trying to bring you the good news every day every week actually
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and i i just feel like like you said as we grow as a as a podcast and i think what i love the the most Taking out of this podcast is, you know, gaining uh, f- friends that I wouldn't have never known before. I mean, myself, uh, Dre, and Jay—we we've all we're all kind of friends. I know that Dre and Jay didn't really know each other before until this podcast. But like, it's it's cool to interact with certain with all these people who have like a common fan base, and uh, we kind of all share in the highs and the lows. But regardless, we kind of like built relationships with these with these fans. And that's the best thing about it, because not only are we potting about uh, our our favorite team, but we're talking to more and more friends, more and more guests. And if I could, if if one day we can, like, you know, bring this on the road or something like that, I would love to have, you know, a, a, a fan base to just like come in and just talk to us like like we're all boys and we're all friends and we're just all talking shooting shit with with our homies you know and i think that's what i love about this podcast um but okay so enough about that enough about the 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 whole love affair which i can go go on and on because i'm very very happy about that but what, we're here to talk about the raptors and we're kind of in the midst of the gauntlet schedule as they say it's well underway um we as jay say we're we're talking on the a friday afternoon a little bit later than we usually talk which was on thursday but yesterday the raptors did lose against the the Jamal Murray less Denver Nuggets um i thought they played a pretty pretty good game until maybe you know the fourth quarter and then the bench came in um, but right now we are sitting in three and a half spots out of the 10th spot um, so the window of the play-in tournament is getting smaller and smaller we are playing the number one team in the west utah jazz and then the lakers and then the clippers and then the wizards so at, with nine games left in this season possibly the I don't know the second or third hardest schedule in their eastern conference what do you guys think I want to get your honest honest opinion knowing that the playing tournament the possibility is probably getting a little bit slimmer do you think that the Raptors still have a chance or do you think that you know we might be we have to dust off our knowledge of the draft what do you guys think
2: not the sound like a negative Nancy because I'm not saying this as somebody who's doubtful or being a cynic especially because we're looking better as a team overall I just think we don't because okay. the Wizards have finally clicked What in the, in the way that they should have ages ago they have finally clicked, we're enough games behind, we have such an intimidating schedule ahead of us we're like not even like right behind the play-in position. Um, I don't think that we are, but I also don't think that it matters because I feel like I feel like this draft could be a really good one, and whoever we get will be really good, and the off-season could be really good. And I feel like what our roster is looking at looking like right now, even if we have a couple of you know minor movements or major. Potentially, we'll get into that later. Um, I think that I think we'll be all right. So not in like a, a pessimistic, man, we're terrible type of way. I feel like it, it's just them's the breaks type of thing. We mm-hmm. uh, we figured out our woes at the five a little bit too late. Um, we were plagued by injuries, which that type of stuff you just can't control, and. Mm. We just let too many runs close out games against us. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. But, like, as, as it sits right now, I would say that there's maybe, like, a 20% chance or less that we do make it. And if we don't, I, I don't think that's a problem because we have a promising draft. We have a bright future. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily if we were to miss mm-hmm. it.
1: I think, uh, I don't know where I read this, but... I think Vegas has a, us at seven percent of making the play in. I think that's what it, I don't remember where I read that, but don't, that's I'll take my probably word for more
2: it. accurate. I'm, you know, you know me, I've got to be like a little generous.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, Jay, what about you, man? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of adding
0: on to what you guys have said here, yeah, it, it is pretty pretty dire, right? And I, I've seen similar yeah. numbers. I think it was somewhere as high as eleven percent, but that was before the Dendriver game, so. Yeah, 7% seems to line up with um, with with where it's currently at. It's not looking so great, right? And if we look at the schedules, I know that uh, the, the growing theme around, which I was reading over the past few days, was that the Wizards have a, a cupcake schedule at the end of the season, but it, they actually don't. Um, they are, mm-hmm. along with the Bulls and the Raptors, uh, below average in terms of their schedule being harder than normal. So it's not... Easy per se for for the Wizards, but I guess in comparison to what the Bulls and the Raptors have on their schedules, it is relatively easier. But um, definitely not a walk in the park for any of these three teams. Having said that, the deficit is what it is, and trying to make it up and trying to leapfrog two teams is going to be difficult. Um, and I guess in addition to that, I mean there is also the factor of you know if the Raptors. Don't make the play in where do they sit from a drafting perspective and on the other side of that it's that the teams that are below the Raptors have all kind of fully embraced the tank and all six of those teams are losing at very rapid paces so if you're if you're looking at this as a case of the Raptors could still get a high draft pick, I would also temper those expectations. I think that the Raptors are currently kind of lodged in that seven spot if you're looking at the draft lottery and lodged in at that twelve spot. So um there's there's kind of nowhere to go standings wise, at least as it currently stands. I don't see them losing enough to drop any further. I don't see them uh, there may not be enough games to win to to jump into the plan. Having said all that, there, there are some positives from this, right? A, okay. if they're able to make the play in, remember, it's like NCAA style, one win and you're 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 good, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's no series here, right? So if the the Raptors do make the play in, then you know that they've a they've clicked, that means that they' they've defeated some very difficult opponents to get there and and B that they are clicking as a team, right that they are meshing at the right time and if there's a time to mesh, it's at the very end of the season as opposed to the middle or the beginning, right? So it's I, I see it as as a win win, right? If they get in, that's great. They're they're flying and they can definitely make some noise, further than just a nine ten play in game. If they don't make it, drafting seventh is not bad. But mm-hmm. I think what we're we're focusing a little too much on here are the wins and the losses. When really, I think we should all focus on the individual players' development. And I've said this uh, on several pods. I've, I was saying it in my tweets last night as well during the the game against the Nuggets. Is that you know, we want to make sure that these players are set up for success next year, right? And these extra reps that uh, Malachi Flynn is getting, the 100%. extra offensive load that Ojan and Obi is carrying, the extra time for chemistry with Kem Birch and the starters, all of that is very positive. And what we're seeing is that it's it's starting to bear fruit. And if the right. the Raptors, whatever happens over these last nine games, if the Raptors ultimately don't make the playoffs or ultimately don't end up with a great draft position. It's very comforting to know that this team is progressing in the right direction because this time next year, when we are talking about the playoffs, we won't be talking about the Raptors making the plane. We'll be talking about the Raptors being a threat in the
1: playoffs. Mark Mm -hmm. my words. Mm -hmm. 100%. I I love where you're going at. Um, There's a couple of things I want to say is I think this whole season was kind of, you know what would have happened if right what would have happened if all this uh this global pandemic doesn't happen right if if the the guys actually play in toronto what if um the the injury bug and obvious and of course covid doesn't hit the, the Raptors. What if we had this type of uh, chemistry already with the with the five spot? And uh, what if Malachi Flynn actually uh, played these games like he is now, with the confidence he has at the beginning of the year? So it's almost like if we ended the, the the season now, and if we started next season with the team that we have now, with the chemistry we have now going, I feel like we'd be playing very, very, very well. Um, so there is a lot of positivity coming out of how they're playing. I know that there's only nine games left. The window is is shutting a little bit, but like you got to kind of take the, you you know, you have to take the positives with the negatives as, as well. And, I feel like a lot of things were out of our control, out of the Raptors' control. You couldn't really foresee all of this happening, and now that we finally have a a solid core, a solid team going into um, the next next season, again, we don't really know what's happening with Lowry. I just feel like we are still a fantastic, fantastic team. Um, now, when it comes to uh, now going back to this this schedule, I mean, you know. Three and a half spots is a lot. Okay. I I won't I won't take that out of consideration, but tomorrow we're face, facing the number one team in the Jazz. Um, and then we're facing the Lakers and the Clippers. The Jazz one I, I'm I'm afraid of. I'm not gonna lie, I'm afraid of the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't know. I feel like we can probably take either one of two or two of two of them. They're both of them are not. Both of those teams are gearing up for the playoffs. You know that they're not going to play 100, 100%, 100%. And then we have that game against the Wizards. You know, like at, at, at the end of it all, we we do, if we put ourselves in a fighter's chance, I feel like we have a great, great chance. And the fact that um, Fred Van Vliet isn't playing 100%, um, the fact that uh, Malachi Flynn is making so many strides uh without you know with the playing time i don't know i i can't so to back to 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 go against what dre said i honestly feel like we have we still have a chance i'll be when we come back next (laughs) next friday next thursday or friday uh you know it's going to be different but i i don't know man i just feel like we have a better chance than seven percent do you guys agree or disagree
0: yeah no i would agree i think that if we've we've gotten this far and there's, you know what? Actually, I'm going to reference my my weekly article, the wrap up, where I actually predicted wins, a lot of wins this week. Maybe oh, I, was just, okay. I was drinking too much of the Kool Aid, but um, <laughs> you know, I thought that a win over Denver was possible because of how OG and Anobi could play, could guard against Jokic. But uh, you know, MPJ kind of went hot there. But let's mm-hmm. let's stay with the positives here. I mean, the the Jazz, they are still missing Donovan Mitchell. The, the Raptors almost defeated them, and that was pre-trade deadline, pre-Kem Birch. So there's definitely a chance there for the Raptors to upend the Jazz. Let's not get caught up in records here. Let's just keep in mind that the – and this is no offense to you, Dre, but the Jazz just lost a home-and-home both games to Minnesota. So <laughs> if that's not a flag, I don't know what is. Um, again, apologies, Dre. I love you.
2: Uh, um, well, I mean it- – <laughs> It's uh well the Timberwolves and this might uh, add to your point. The Timberwolves have also figured out chemistry gaffs. and like you know once they they swapped coaching duties, um you know Anthony Edwards said it himself. They're doing better in the fourth because now he's playing, and even <laughs> if Lamelo Ball was like still playing, which he's coming back I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is. I feel like he wouldn't be as clear cut as the rookie of the year. He'd have some competition with Anthony Edwards who has really gone off. So the point is they've done adjustments that they're looking better than they've looked this entire season. And yeah. I would you say know what, that Trey? are too.
1: I have to give it to you, man. So I don't want to hash this back, but with that game versus the Raptors versus the Timberwolves when, you know, uh, Edwards kind of, baptized utah i know we don't really want to think (laughs) about that but that was an amazing dunk you threw out there that edwards was probably not too far away from the rookie of the year conversation when you said that i was like "Mm, i don't know i feel like it's pretty far but i gotta give it to you man you stuck your you 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 stuck your neck out there and 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 i now i
2: believe you yeah i mean uh I, i wouldn't have said it if i didn't believe it I don't like just saying things because if I follow the teams, I believe it to be true. I feel like this kid just, I I think he's almost similar to, to LaMelo Ball where they don't even recognize that they should have limitations where LaMelo Ball was blessed enough to like, you know, have, you know, his status to get into the league with all of this already but he's still improving. Anthony Edwards has just had to, like, you know, deke it out this entire time to get to where he is, and he's still going to keep going. So I feel like it wasn't as apparent or as flashy earlier in the season. But, yeah, he's he's looking really good. But the point is uh, the the team is gelling, and we're also gelling. And what do they have? They have Kat, who's one of the best fives. Um, we don't have one of the best fives, but we have a better five in Birch and whomever we, we get to, to sub in for him. Um, you know, basically we're in a better position and they're still understaffed over in Utah. So unless Donovan were to play, which I don't think he is, that's uh that's a spicy meatball. We could, we could win that, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure because they also have Gobert who, as much as I love him, he's he has his nights, I guess. Um, but they also have Conley. They also have a bunch of players that that could back it. You know, they could back it up. But I don't know. I, I feel like we could, we could. That's the thing. I'll never say we absolutely won't, unless I feel that way. We could beat the Lakers. We could beat the Clippers, who are, you know, kind of wavering as well. I don't know. We could. We could do anything.
0: I'm sure <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be peppered, you know, along Raptors Twitter about you know all the the doubt that creeps into what the Raptors schedule looks like and how it could play out in terms of facing teams with with records that are as strong as their their upcoming schedule shows. But again, I, I'm going to keep coming back to you know this is a one game at a time type of thing and looking at our, our upcoming opponents, there are holes in each of their their rosters Mm -hmm. right I mean we've already talked about about Utah missing Mitchell Mike Conley is also possibly going to be out he has hamstring tightness he's out he's out for tonight and possibly out for for the game against the Raptors as well so that's two all-star guards you're missing out on right and you needed a full lineup to scrape by the Raptors the last time so My hopes are high against Utah. And then of course you have got that back to back with the Lakers and the Raptors record in back-to-backs are crappy. It's two and 12. However, the Lakers still don't have LeBron. Right. And Mm -hmm. if we remember the Raptors, again, this was the, the pre Birch days when things were flowing really well that the Raptors lost to the Lakers earlier this season. Now that the team is looking as, as good as they do, I'd, could see a victory because well the 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 Raptors had won I believe it was 11 straight against the Lakers and that was even with LeBron in the roster so things are looking up I think in, in terms of who we are facing yeah. and then if we're gonna nitpick at the Clippers here Kawhi is doing his load management thing he's missed uh yesterday's game and or mm-hmm. the the game the other night Marcus Morris is injured Pat Beverly is is battling injuries Serge Ibaka is out so All George is
2: kind of like you know starting to show you know his you know typical thing. He,
0: he hasn't he hasn't quite reached playoff p uh <laughs> levels yet. It's not a no playoffs He's showing yet. Them already. No, like, and then with well, this is the thing, right? Even if he is like good luck trying to get through and Obi who's, you know, playing his mind, like playing out of his yep. mind right now. Pascal Siakam, like no matter how much hate you throw towards him, he will continue to be a solid defender. And I think there was a stat by john schuman of nba.com that was showing the quality of defenders by isolation. And uh, I believe the Clippers are pretty high in isolation um, play there, that Siakam is number two and OG is number three, or vice versa in terms of points per possession allowed. So we've got two of the best ISO defenders, and we're going up against Clippers team that we can totally handle. So oh, I, yeah. I just say that there's there's positives in each of these games. I can see them winning all these games. I can see them losing all these games. But at the same time, I think that there's, there's reason for hope.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent, and um, if yeah, again, if, if if I could also nitpick it as well, I feel like the the hardest game, um, out of that four, the Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, is probably the Wizards, because I feel like it's all about a team that is is playing well at the moment, and and the Wizards, you know, I know that they lost one against the Spurs in overtime. But outside of that, I think they're like seven out of eight. And um, so it all depends on coming down to the stretch for the Raptors, like the Lakers, you know, like you said, they don't have LeBron and they're still accumulating both AD and uh, Drummond, you know, the Clippers have their own uh, thing going on. I want to ask you guys though, what would be, what is going to be stranger? Because we haven't seen these two West Coast teams yet. Is it going to be weirder to see Marcus Saul in yellow or Serge Ibaka in blue and white.
2: Um, Serge Ibaka, because we've had him for longer, and I feel like uh, Gasol was integral to our team, but I feel like Ibaka was like our secret weapon for the longest time. And yeah, when he was like, you know, on fire in his OKC days, he had a bit of a slump where people just kind of forgot about him, you know, on the Magic and whatnot. And when he came back and played for us for a few years you know, he was still getting better, better, better. But then when he reached like great levels again, it was like, yeah, our secret weapon. And I feel like he really embodies a lot of like the Raptors ethos. So does Marcus saw with the grit and grind, but uh, he represents a lot of the Raptors ethos where it's just like the underdog mentality. And I, I love both. But for me, it's like I'm a big Grizzlies fan as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know when I was when I was a kid, I wanted to follow both the Canadian teams. Obviously, they went to Memphis, but I didn't stop. I identify with Mark primarily as a Grizzly. Ibaka to me, I don't care if he was on OKC and all of that. To me, because of the teams that I follow, he's like strictly a Raptor, and yeah, I feel like I he has really made his name on this team as well. Whereas Gasol. Gasol won a championship with us and will always be a Raptor, but I feel like his legacy is a Grizzlies re- le- legacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And yeah. just to, I mean, if I could take a crack at that answer, I think that actually Gasol is still going to look weird to me only because we're actually going to see him in uniform, whereby Ibaka hasn't played since March 14th. So we might not actually see him in a uniform, meaning we'll see him dressed very dapper which is something i'm actually quite used to it almost would feel like he still is with toronto just sitting out the game because he's not in any uniform <laughs> so mm-hmm. i think you know when the, when the games actually are played i think seeing gasol in the, in that laker gold is going to look weirder um but yeah it, it, it is going to be sad to see either of them not sitting in the toronto bench yeah
1: it's gonna be also interesting because the last time the Raptors played the Lakers, do you remember that tussle between OG and the and Dennis Drill? Round when two like, fight. <laughs> when he <you> basically <laughs> suplexed that guy, and then you got fines but everywhere. This time and for real. Yeah, this <laughs> cage match coming up. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, Raptor fans. You got the gauntlet schedule still underway. We're going to face the Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Wizards. You know, Vegas has us a 7% chances of going into the play-in tournament. What do you guys think? Are you guys under, over, or do you have uh, an optimistic take that all three of us have? Well, maybe not Dre, but, you know. <laughs> uh, let us know. And uh, that's rap pod. Let us know in the comments uh, in in the wrap-up for, with the one that jay throws out there after the episode but yeah let us know let us know what you guys think so we're gonna take a little bit of a break we'll come back we'll continue talking about raptors all about raptors this episode uh but yeah let's take a little bit break how'd you guys soon.
2: After that break we're still uh not any better in the playing position and the uh the, the Knicks are still fourth how did this become we're probably grind
1: your gears doesn't it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
2: it well because you know in the grand scheme of things they shouldn't have been, been in playoff contention at all or they could have been in the playoff you know like the, the playing position but there they are they're like oh, i don't know moving on uh, <laughs> <laughs> enough about, enough about the knicks pretty
1: much <laughs> yeah but all right raptors fans welcome back to that's a wrap a podcast by raptors fans for raptors fans in the first half of this episode we talked about the chances of the raptors getting into that play-in tournament it's a little slim on the st- statistic sides but optimistically you know i feel like we still have a chance what do you guys think let us know at that's a Rap pod so on this second half of uh, the episode you know we'll, we'll still we'll still think about the the raptors chances i.e mickner said in the broadcast uh he was like it's sometimes when you go on these road trips you kind of have to you know find ways for camaraderie and when you're at home you know quote unquote home in tampa you know everyone kind of goes in their own ways they have now at this moment they have probably their own apartments they know where they're going um but when you're on a road trip you're together all the time so you kind of build that chemistry together and i feel like this road trip for the raptors is good for them um and i know that jay you were looking at the wizards uh, road trip coming up as well and it might not be as easy as we think what kind of looking looking at the wizards closer because they are three and a half games above us how are they looking actually we've already gained
0: a game since your last sentence it's actually only two and a half games so oh, damn it's a, a bit. little bit closer and then if we're looking at their upcoming schedule they still have their own daunting road trip up ahead starting from May 5th to May 12th says eight over the span of eight days, they have five road games that includes the Bucks and the Raptors on back to backs. So the Raptors get the wizards on, on the second night of a back to back Mm -hmm. Um, the Pacers and two against the Hawks. That's five East teams. Yes. It's not as daunting as what the Raptors are currently facing, but at the same time, it still is daunting and they still are teams that are either above them or a team like the Raptors who has the season series already clinched. So, it's not looking so rosy for them either. They'll have their own up, uphill battle to climb. So I, I would suggest that the 7% that you you pointed out earlier may actually feel a bit higher over these next week,
1: week and a half uh, mm-hmm. as they go along. This reminds me that you should put a note down that, you know what, let's reach out to the SB Nation team for Washington. Let's see what they think. I know before the the game on Thursday, it might be an interesting outlook from finding out what the Wizards feel like. Um, But until then, we got some hard-hitting questions for all three of us, as well as for you Raptors fans. And I wanted to start it off. um, I was thinking about this yesterday while watching the game. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take away all the contract negotiation, all the money, the figures, and everything like that. And even like the year in itself. I wanted to ask you guys, man. Because I couldn't really answer it myself. If you took all that away, who would you want as your star player, as your face of the franchise? Uh, would you rather have Pascal or OG Ananobi?
0: Go ahead, Drake. Because I'm gonna—I'm st- still thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
2: so the amount just- of praise
1: we've given for og let's just say because like okay Pascal. basically i want to i want i'm asking you like pascal is is i would say he's our franchise at the moment right i don't know if you guys agree or not but if you would put the two apples and apples together would you rather have pascal or og oh
2: goodness um okay uh god okay if if you had I don't I don't mean to sound like Max where it's like the the death later laser pointed at Earth I want Ecuador no I uh if but if you had a gun to my head, and I had to pick, shoot um, it's harder than you th- thought. This eh? this really is. Uh, luckily we that's not what's happening, but this really is like a case of like one one decision and the other. Pascal, I don't think we've seen like the best of him yet, but we've seen close to the best of him and we know what we can have. Um does he get into his own head? Sure, but you know, he also can like really deliver. So on one hand, you've seen the evidence of what Pascal has already done and what he's capable of. On the other hand, OG, it's frightening to know that we still haven't seen him at his best yet and his ceiling is still unmatched. And it's that gamble of what we can get. And what we can get is frightening. But that's a, again, that's a gamble. So this is why I wouldn't be a good GM, because I it, it's tough to be, like, prophetic when you have, like, the evidence of things that are great. So uh, Pascal has shown greatness, but he's also shown lapses in judgment and, um, you know, the inconsistency, but when he's on, he's on and he's fantastic. Oh, goodness. The, the good thing is, I don't think we're getting rid of either of them. And I feel like Siakam is better as a 1A or 1B or a next option and not strictly the leader of the team. Because when OG gets even better and they're both the one two punch, the, the, the next Duncan and Robinson, like that, that is when it's going to be special. And they could bounce mm-hmm. off one another. But mm-hmm. oh god, if I had to just pick one, I'm gonna try and do the risky thing and go with the future and say OG.
0: Oh, yep. Ooh. I would Great. agree, do you agree. Yep, Indeed. I agree. I agree. Okay. okay. I think that um there's um you know, there's when we are trying to look at a player that you wanna re- put your franchise's hopes on, they're and you ask any franchise and any fan base, there's there's almost this tendency to pick someone who is more offensively gifted. And in that case, that's Siakam. Yeah. And OG's working his way towards there, but he's nowhere near Siakam's level. But no one talks about the defensive side of it, right? Like, if, mm-hmm. you, if you ask Utah fans who is their franchise player, I don't know if they'll say Rudy Gobert. I, I honestly do feel like they'll lean towards Donovan Mitchell because, again, he has the offensive package, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we... we 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 tend to disregard this entirely other side of the ball right so it's for me it's it's much easier to find a gifted scorer than it is to find a gifted defender and OG is one of a kind and yeah. i would i would lean towards that and if if one of them had to go i would pick Siakam even though he is probably the better two-way player at this point because his offensive game is a bit more refined and his defensive game defensive presence when he's focused is also quite astounding but i'm gonna go with og here similar reasons as dre in terms of like there there's a a much higher ceiling there and like it's really you know we've kind of seen most of what siakam's ceiling would look like we have an idea of what could be but we don't know what it could be with og that he could be something even better right and and that Mm. hope is something that kind of puts it over the top with me the defensive side is a no-brainer for me like it's yeah. it's very very few nba players that i would trust to guard anybody and og is one of the a very rare few
2: i just wanted an, to add a, sorry yeah. i just wanted to add one quick no, thing uh og has show, shown like glimpses of like Kawhi behavior you know like the, the the game only mentality the mental toughness like the you know like the the breaking through the the d to, to do dunks uh the occasional three, the guy, the guy's just an all rounder. I feel like a lot of people would also like pick apart and they have picked apart what Siakam can do, which Siakam's learning how to navigate, but people still haven't fully figured out OG yet, which is also important.
1: Yeah. See the, why I thought this was such an interesting questions because it, it, both of them, yeah, like you said, Dre, it's not like we're going to rid of them, rid of any of these guys. I you know, knock on wood, I think these guys are both fantastic. However, if you you know if I'm putting the two stats together, I mean Pascal obviously has much more points, much more assists, um, but you know OG has better field goal percentage, more steals, uh, but definitely less turnovers. That's for sure. Uh, more three pointers, um, but the thing is, I I always think about like the the end game situations and. I think that Nurse and the Raptors have given more opportunity for Pascal to, you know, get those crunch time uh, scores. And recently, recently, Pascal hasn't delivered. However, he has he has delivered. You think about last year's couple of game winners. You think about the uh, freaking game six of the NBA finals. OG has that one amazing shot um, in against Boston. In like game, game three, so I think if I if I was going to play Devils advocate, I would probably choose Pascal, not because of the the offensive game that he I think he has a better offensive game than than OG, but I feel feel that he has more experience, and it's kind of like the pendulum is going to swing eventually. I don't think Pascal is there yet. I don't think that he has gotten to that level that he is or you know that the ceiling i feel like the ceiling is still very very high and i feel like he's closer to that ceiling than og is i feel like og still has a lot more time a lot more experience he has to go through um and and i feel like pascal has that experience already in order to get through that ceiling uh you know Closer or faster than OG. So I, I don't know. I think it's subjective, you know, I mean, both of these guys are fantastic and I don't want any of them to leave, but I was just thinking about it yesterday. I was like, you know what? I don't know who I would take. I don't know who is our franchise. And it's interesting to know that, you know, some people might take OG to me. I take Pascal. I don't, I don't know Raptors fans. What do you guys think? Um, But there is another question though. And I, Jay, you also talked about this in our, in a group chat and we know we judging about the salary cap situation, seeing what we're gonna do with uh, all the all, all the numbers um and all the contracts and everything for next year, but you pointed out that, Jay, you pointed out that there possibly we can only afford two to three, two out of these three players, Gary Trent Jr., Ken Birch, and Kyle Lowry for next year. We can only choose two of them. Ugh. Who would you choose? Oh god. And I should
0: probably prefer this with like this is my own Number crunching, I could be wrong. The Raptors could probably only afford one, or they could afford oh, all God. three. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that with enough, I think because there are some non-guarantees in there, like Aaron Baines's contract is actually a team option. So I would venture to mm-hmm. guess they will not pick that up. The uh, Rodney Hood contract is non-guaranteed. I don't know how much of it is guaranteed, which means I think they can just let him go this uh, offseason. And then other contracts are much smaller in nature, like DeAndre Bembry. So I think that the, the real number we're looking at here is 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 how much space is available. And if we assume that Baines and Hood are gone, then nice. I think that there's, at the very least, enough to pay for two of these players. So and if that's the case, who's the odd man out? And that was just really oh, a way of me stalling. Um, Dre, do you want to take this on? Do you want me to take it on?
2: Okay, Jason, sure. do you want to take a
0: crack at this? Dre, sure. go ahead. This is, this sure is hard, I'll...
2: man. I'll be the guinea pig. Um, oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh <laughs>
0: this God. is why we're not GMs, right? But, okay. but it yes, is, yeah, it exactly. is an interesting question. I think it will come up in the off season.
2: Okay. 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 <laughs> um, goodness gracious. Okay. So how do I say this?
0: Or, you know what, if it helps maybe rank them, right? Like one, two and three, meaning the top two get in and the third one is unfortunate. But
2: it's, though. it's, it's impossible to do that. It's impossible to do that because they're all vital, but you have to, look at them as their contributions to the team, especially presently and what they're going to look like next year. Already we've seen that Trent is a bucket. And I feel like next year he's either going to be like a potential, like six man of the year candidate, or if he starts being a starter, he could even like, I, I foresee like a last minute potential all-star nominee or selection. I actually do. I feel like the sky wow. is the limit with him. That's um, big. I, I do. I feel like if he was given, you talk these about up- next cause...
0: year. Are you talking about in his future as a raptor?
2: Well, in his future as a raptor, but like next year, I feel like all of this could start. So I feel like I feel like we got a glimpse of how good he is in general and what he could contribute to this team as soon as we got him. Is then you look at Birch, who is looking quite good i'd argue he's like the least talented or capable of everybody but we are in extreme need of a five and so far he's looking really good in that spot he's looking very dependable he's looking like he's meshing with our team really well then you have lowry and lowry is our Mm. like arguably the greatest raptor of all time I feel like he's still bringing so much value to the team, whether it's his assist game, the occasional three that he he can land, which helps us in dire situations or to help extend leads. Obviously, his defensive presence is fantastic when it comes to, you know, spacing, charges. I feel like he's a great floor general. So it's like, this is tough because there are already, yet again, whisperings that... Lowry might be out. And the latest thing was uh, Jimmy Butler's uh, daughter, you know, they selected Lowry as the godfather of his daughter. So I don't know, maybe that means Butler's coming here. That would be a nice thought, but that's Mm -hmm. probably not the case. So Lowry, I don't know. This is so tough. And I know there has been this whole narrative that he's looking for greener pastures or whatever, like the championship contenders, In his final years of play. I don't know. So like I still. I basically have two answers. And I don't like either of them. Either. Birch and Lowry. And we still have a very solid. Young core. You know. Everybody surrounding. And we we, we lose Gary Trent Jr. Who I think is going to be a silent assassin. I feel like he's going to be a secret weapon. Or. Ugh. We go fully young core. That's what we do. We, we stick it out and we have Birch and Trent. As hard as that, as hard as that is to say, as hard as that is to say.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you for stalling. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for letting us stall, Dre. Uh, I was just looking at the salary and it looks like, yeah, you're right. Jay. Aaron Baines, uh, the 7 million for next year is a team option. Uh, we will probably not see that happen. And Farewell. then for Rodney Hood, Rodney Hood's 10 million is not guaranteed. I'm not too sure what that means to be honest, Jay. You probably know more than me. Um, but it, it's looking like I don't I'm pretty sure we're not going to pay him 10 mil. Um and then you know, we have outside of uh Utah Watanabe, we just we we just signed for 1.7, uh same with Freddie Leipzig for 1.5. Ken Birch, right now he's on extremely, extremely, uh, uh salary friendly deal. So we will see what he asks for. I just feel like you you made these trades for a reason, especially with Trent. Um, you gave you 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 traded one of our premier Raptors, uh, albeit he's not a starter for the Raptors. Uh, but he, you know, Norman Powell was going to be if he was going to stay, he was going to be a future of, for the Raptors. So. It, it's, it's, if you traded for Trent, um, if you traded North for Trent, I feel like he's going to be around for a while with Birch. I think that, yeah, you know, what do you want to do with Chris Boucher? Chris Boucher is signed next year for seven mil. It's basically going to take up that Aaron Bain spot. Um, outside of Boucher, you know, you, do you really think we're going to be good with. Uh, Boucher and Freddie Gillespie for next year. I don't think so. I do feel like you need someone like uh, Cam Birch, and and he's been fantastic for us. Fantastic for us. I mean, the there's probably one game, the first game that he played for the Raptors that was pretty rough. Outside of that, I mean, last game he got a he got a career high twenty points, um, and he's been playing so well with Kyle and and Freddie and uh, w- uh, with Flynn too. So Lowry. We're gonna to get to this at the end of the season. I know it. I know it. And especially during uh, free agency, you have to think. Again, we're not we're not uh, GMS. Uh, we don't get paid the big bucks, but you have to think about the future. You really do. And I don't know. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry is the groat. He's the best Raptor. He's the greatest Raptor of all time he gives us this leadership that that dog mentality that that fire that i don't think any raptor we have had or or had outside of Kawhi is really gives it to the raptors but what is he going to ask for right and we know that Lowry has been uh synonymous with asking for a lot of money and you know good for you right you 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 play the game so you can get paid i mean he's trying to get everybody played he said he wanted to get birch played he said he wanted to get aaron bain paid by all means um but how much does he want to get paid does he want another 30 million dollar contract does he want to be here for the next two to three years uh, because other teams aren't going to pay him that lucrative deal so if i were to choose and I hate saying this too. I would probably go with Trent and Birch as well. Yep. Number That's one. my long winded answer. <laughs> oh, you,
0: know, you guys have both uh, laid out your arguments, and I'm going to agree with you. Um, Trent and Birch are, are my short answer. Uh, my long answer is yeah, I, I totally agree with regards to, and, and also it would be in that order. Trent number one, Birch two, Lowry three. Um, you know, we, we can wax poetic about what Lowry's contribution out of this team and what it means what it would mean if he were to go and a part of me is kind of like i miss the teenage version of me the teenage version of me would have said lowry and that's it and give him all the money because that's what he (laughs) means but you know as i've grown older uh, you know it's almost become it's almost like i've become this emotionless (laughs) robot that just looks at numbers and is is willing to to let this go, but that's it's much easier for me to say, pick Trent and Birch and leave out Lowry, but taking out the human side of it, right? and I think both of you have kind of captured that already with 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 your decisions and your your reasonings. um and yeah, again, I, I do agree with you in terms of Trent being the one that you definitely should keep because yeah, you know if you were going to let's say the trade doesn't happen. Then Powell just leaves, and that's that. At least you got a chance to play the rest of the season with Powell, and that was that. Um, and there's nothing in return. This this would be the same thing, right? Hood would be gone, and Trent you would let go. I don't I don't see that happening. I think that that trade happened for a reason. Trent used this time to kind of audition as a the Raptors' sixth man of the future, or shooting guard of the future, or whatever it, that may be. And I think that he mm-hmm. passed flying colors like let's sign him up he is still surprisingly despite all of the young talent we have on this team he is still the youngest player on this roster so Crazy. absolutely sign him up and then when it comes to choosing between birch and lowry um, again you guys kind of touched on this already right in terms of birch what's the backup here if we don't sign birch yes you could probably find some value out there but then you're rolling the dice again you know the the Masai rolled the dice on Alex Land rolled the dice on Dante Hall rolled the dice on Aaron Baines and none of those actually worked out and Birch did so i would say hang on to him for dear life because maybe you yeah. won't be able to get as lucky finding a big on the market because who's backing him up let's face it Gillespie as great as he's been he's still a work in progress chris boucher is not a starting center he's our bench and works better off as a forward and finally the point on lowry we do have backups there right we've seen how malachi has performed it's obvious that this is a a fred van vliet and malachi show moving forward um again i i I hate that i'm no longer teenage me because i can't even i I think i've probably expended enough words on on the lowry goodbye tour and we probably will over the next two three weeks but uh, for this exercise i'm just going to say thank you You've been the best. You are the greatest of all time. You will have a statue. You will be retired. We will celebrate you when we're back at Scotiabank Arena. But for mm-hmm. the answer of my question, um, you know, let's just enjoy these last nine games of him in a Raptors yeah. uniform.
1: Listen, Raptors fans, we will we will have a dedicated Kyle Lowry episode. Maybe even more than one or two. Um, but I think for us, for 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 Raptor fans, for Raptor fanatics. We want to see this team grow, and not saying that without Kyle Lowry we're not going to grow. I just feel like, and like, um, I guess, money wise, this is a business. You know, this the, the NBA is a business, and I think Kyle Lowry knows that out more than anybody else right now. So, if he wants to get that ring, let's be real. I don't know if he can do it with the Raptors right now. Nor in the in the you know foreseeable future, but if he does want to want, want to ring ring, he has options, and I would see him go somewhere like Miami, like San Antonio, perhaps like the Clippers. I would hate that, but Philly, Philly, I Philly, 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 yeah, Philly for sure. I could see that all happening. So this could be a way of us, you know. Uh, uh, trying to ease the wounds before it actually happens because I know I'm going to be hella sad if he does go, uh, and just like when, when we thought that what was going to happen during that last Denver game, uh, when we thought he was going to go during that time. So, and and I, I've I've heard a lot of suggestions that Kyle Lowry is going to do a sign and trade. I don't think that he would, you know, leave us high and dry like Bosch did, or like T-Mack did, or you know what I mean. So I I feel like Kyle Lowry will look out for for Maasai for the Raptors so there you have it guys Raptors fans uh, I don't know how you put it if this might have been a positive or a negative uh, episode regardless you made it through the entire episode and I thank you again I thank you for the the thousand followers we got on Twitter I thank you for all the listeners that have uh, all the listeners that have listened to our show we are going to keep going uh, the Raptors may be in the playoff position come come next week we'll never know but until then Dre where can I find you my friend
2: You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs, and you can follow my film editorial and review website, filmspatale, dot com, no spaces. My uh, 100 early films of cinema list is coming out on Monday, so it's not a ranked list. This isn't a subjective list. This is literally 100 of the most important movies that helped make movies, featuring the very first color films, the... uh, First documentaries, uh, things to like, things like clipbooks that generated the first films or moving pictures of any sort, and uh, some of the first epics. It's more of an educational piece, uh, somewhat of like a digital museum uh and whatever films are not lost which means uh, if a film was lost that means that it technically doesn't exist anymore because it got burnt up and no copies exist if it's not lost they're all in the public domain so i've you have access to every single one of them on my article
0: nope awesome and you can find me on raptors hq uh, just as you're finding this podcast you can find me on twitter at Rosalisaurus at r-o-s-a-l-e-s-a-u-r-u-s and you know it's it's kind of sad that we're already at this stage there's only two more weeks left two more editions of the wrap-up where I write about the weekly games of the week but taking a quick peek at the upcoming schedule you've got the Jazz on Saturday hello Matt Thomas you've got the Lakers on Sunday hello Marc Gasol you've got the Clippers on Tuesday hello Serge Ibaka and Kawhi Leonard following that's the wizards on thursday hello alex len and let's wrap up next week with a saturday game against the grizzlies
1: hello Jonas. there you go and you can find all of us on that's a wrap pod on twitter again we always do this rotation when it comes to the games on twitter uh, so there are only nine games left so make sure to follow us there uh, and until then until next time everybody again thank you one thousand let's keep it rolling that's a wrap